The FCC denies a stay in the foreign government programming rule. Nathan Symington speaks to Ohio broadcasters. And the audio division is taking out the garbage. REC, FCC Today, BG Bradley. This is FCC Today, the podcast for Wednesday, November 8, 2021. The FCC denied a petition for stay filed by the National Association of Broadcasters, the Multicultural Media Telecom and Internet Council, and the National Association of Black-Owned Broadcasters in the recently adopted proceeding regarding sponsorship identification requirements for foreign government programming, MB Docket 20-299. The petitioners are requesting that the FCC stay the order while a petition for review is being worked through the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. In April, the FCC adopted new rules that would require broadcasters to disclose over the air and in their public files when foreign governments or their representatives lease time on broadcast television and radio stations. The rules addressed concerns that broadcast stations were being leased by foreign governments such as Russia and China to broadcast what some in Congress considered as propaganda. The petitioners state that the requirements that broadcasters independently investigate each lessee would be a major burden on broadcasters through the use of resources and the training of employees to do the independent investigations. They also state that the investigation requirements would violate Section 317C of the Communications Act, citing past cases where Section 317C was interpreted to not impose any burden of independent investigations by licensees. Section 317 deals with sponsorship identification. Section 317C states that the licensee of each radio station shall exercise reasonable diligence to obtain from its employees and from other persons with whom it deals with directly or in connection with any program or program matter for broadcast information to enable the licensee to make the announcement required by this section. The petitioners also state that the order was arbitrary and capricious under the Administrative Procedure Act and that coercion of investigation and public speech not narrowly tailored to serve a sufficiently important government interest and thus violates the First Amendment. REC Networks provides guidance to non-commercial educational stations, including LPFM stations, in LPFM Advisory Letter Number 7, available at the RECnet.com website. After we went to recording yesterday's podcast, Commissioner Nathan Symington congratulated Chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel on her confirmation by the U.S. Senate. In his statement, Symington said, quote, Commissioner Rosenworcel has ably led the commission for the past year, and during that time, we have achieved a number of significant bipartisan objectives in the public interest. It is my hope and expectation that we will continue this vital work in the years to come, end quote. Yesterday, Commissioner Symington also spoke at the Ohio Association of Broadcasters. While not addressing radio specifically, he did remind the audience that the last time there was a major revision to the Communications Act was back when AOL was sending CDs in the mail and 28.8 modems were all the rage. According to Symington, quote, we cannot see the future, but we can see the recent past. 
And if the future is anything like it, video consumption on online platforms will continue to climb with more and more advertisers and subscription dollars flowing to them, while broadcasters continue to be squeezed when it comes to advertising revenue, end quote. And yet they still say that LPFM is the biggest threat to broadcasting. Today, the audio division has announced the dismissal of 75 of the 1,282 applications filed in the recent filing window for new non-commercial FM broadcast stations. The applications include various technical defects such as contour overlap with incumbent stations, lack of sufficient community coverage, directional antenna design violations, and the violation of international agreements. Many of these applications have been previously identified by REC and appear on on the garbage list at the REC filing window tracking tool at recnet.com slash window. Dismissed applicants will have up to 30 days to make a single minor change application in order to remedy the technical defects. FCC Today. FCC Today, the podcast is produced during the holiday season as news happens. The podcast is now available on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash Michelle Bradley. Call or text the podcast at 202-963-0852 with your comments and questions. Write to us at FCC Today at recnet.com. This has been a production of REC Networks, always on at recnet.com. I'm Michelle Bradley, SBE Certified Broadcast Technologist. Thanks for listening and stay safe. REC. REC.